welcome to the Sancial Podcast, where we host interviews with the most transformational nurse scientists, innovators, entrepreneurs, and leaders. Through sharing their personal journeys, we create inspiration, provide guidance, and give you actionable ideas you can use to be a catalyst for change. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Sanciel podcast. I am really excited to introduce our speaker today, and I have Josiah Jackson Okasola from the UK. That's right, from the UK. Josiah, why don't I have you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you're doing? <laughs> Thank you very much, Ian. I'm so excited to be on your podcast this evening. It's um, I'm 18, 12 hours in the city of Exeter, southwest um, England, in Exeter, Devon. And I'm excited to be, I'm so delighted to be on your podcast. My name is Josiah Jackson Okeshala. I used to say that I am not just a nurse. I am an extraordinary nurse. And, uh, you know, um, I come from Africa, precisely from Nigeria, and um, I am an award-winning nurse innovator. Uh, I'm a certified media broadcaster, an outstanding global nurse leader. I'm a digital, digital media strategist, social impact addict. And I think presently I am transiting into the career coaching profession. So I can see I am a career transformation coach. <laughs> that is amazing. But first, I want to understand why you went into healthcare. Like what inspired you to go there? Well, I actually did not plan to go into healthcare. I wanted to be uh, something some, something like longer media, media personality, like a newscaster, or a media broadcaster right from when I was young. But my mom wanted to be a nurse and she couldn't be a nurse. So she said, you, Josiah, you look after me so much. You're intelligent, you're smart. So I couldn't be a nurse. You have to be a nurse. And so I thought this was a joke until, you know, I, I only knew she was serious about it. And then I had to just, you know, you know, give up on that. And so that was how I ended up in, in nursing. But sincerely speaking, after my first six months in nursing school, which looked so much, so much out of place for me. <laughs> I came to the top of the class after six months um, when the exams, uh, the results came out. And I was, I was shocked that I was in, it seems you are in the right place. So that was how I started developing interest in the nursing profession. So that, that was how I ended up in nursing, not by a choice, I would say, but by chance. So I won't say um, I had a calling in nursing, I, I would say nothing decided to, you know, call me. <laughs> so I, I, that's how I ended up in nursing. And uh, since then, I have been passionate about the nursing profession. That's an amazing story. And we don't, we underestimate how much our parents have a lot to do with what career choices we make. But mm -hmm. you also said that you initially wanted to be a media broadcaster. And it seems like you've married the two now, right? So you have your passion for nursing and tell us a little bit more about what you do in the media world. Okay, so um, when I was in nursing school, I had a challenge with, an, uh, with uh, identifying, I had a challenge with um, coping with the challenges that the nursing profession was facing. There were so many, so many things going wrong. For example, I saw that there was a traditional way of nursing, of practicing nursing, which is 
people get into nursing school, come out of nursing school, get to work in the hospital, retire after 30 years, and boom, that's all. And I'm like, I am an interesting, um, restless, innovative, adventurous person. I can't afford to, you know, live that kind of life. So I was asking questions. What other things are there to do about nursing? And I realized that the nursing profession actually was being undervalued. And as a young nurse, I felt that the problem was coming from the public, that the public did not understand who nurses really are, so they're not giving them the right recognition, they're not making, giving them the right opportunities, let me put it that way, they're not providing the right opportunities for them to explore, to reach the peak of their career. I feel the government uh, does not understand the role of nurses, so they were not actually particular about investing in nurses. So I decided to say, what if the public begins to have a different opinion about nurses? You see the TV, you see a lot of media misportraya. People don't regard nurses. What can we do? What if people? What if people began to respect nurses? What if they began to give them the kind of opportunities that will make them explore? That will give them the, that will help them spend their wings and fly instead of being in that restrictive, restrictive like um, profession. So I came up with the idea: what if we could change the public perception of nurses? And so, because I had always been a media person, it got to some point in my career, I began to ask the question: Can't we use the same media that is misportraying the nursing profession and taking away its value? Can't we use it to correct and bring back that value? So that was how I decided to go back to broadcasting school and study media broadcasting because I had always believed in the media as a major tool for transformation. So when I came out of broadcasting school, I think my final project, I was asked, what project do you want to do? I said, I want to do it. I want to create a radio and TV station for nurses that nurses can use to actually change the image of the profession. I, I felt that if anybody should tell the stories about nurses, should enlighten the public about nurses. It should not be left for the media to do. They don't know anything about nurses. Nurses should be the one telling their own stories, enlightening the people about what they do. So I felt this is an opportunity for me to use the media to do that. So um, that was how um, we invented our, our radio program, a radio TV um, innovation, a media innovation, where um, we as nurses go to the media and say everything that people did not know about what nurses really do. And at the end of the day, people were like, no, we never believe nurses speak so well. We never believe nurses work so hard. We never believe nurses have a lot of role to play. We never knew that without nurses, the healthcare system is dead. And so we were able to, you know, change a lot of impression of the public about nurses. So the respect started coming back. The value started coming back. But unfortunately, we discovered that there was a much bigger problem. We're doing external rebranding of nurses, but internally, nursing also was struggling to understand the power of his own profession. African nurses did not actually comprehend how much power they had at nurses. So we knew that our work was cut out for us and that was not the end. I think I should just stop there for now. That is the story about the media stuff. That's amazing. And what is, what is your current reach? How many people do you think you reach? with your radio okay we, with our radio um so we we did what we did was um we decided to use digital innovation 
So we did not go with the traditional radio. We went with the online radio, which can incorporate social media and which can also which can also reach people through di- digital media. So presently, let me tell you, presently, uh, for example, in Nigeria, my country, every almost every single state has a radio station that is interested in bringing nurses to come and talk on their radio station. And that, that's amazing because when we started, and when we started, when I started approaching radio stations, they're like, no, we want doctors, we don't want nurses. Uh-huh. So nobody, no, nobody, nobody felt nurses as anything to say because the doctors were the authority. Everybody recognized doctors as a person who has a final say in healthcare. So when I started approaching radio stations, nobody, they even asked us, do you want to talk about how you, give, how you guys give injections? Because we know nurses give injections. What else do you guys have to talk about? So <laughs> you can realize that when we started in the old country, it was difficult to actually penetrate the media world and ask them to give us a chance to talk on radio. So, and that was one of the reasons that I informed our saying, oh, if these people are not deep giving us, bringing us to the table, let's create our own table. Let's design our own radio. But I can tell you now, as we speak, in my country, Nigeria, almost all the regions in the country are begging nurses to come and speak on radio. They're giving nurses the opportunity. That means we have not only covered enlightenment of the public, we have also changed the orientation of the media about nurses so much that they now call on nurses as the main source of information on international days, health days. You know, they want nurses to come on radio and talk about health, talk about the people, talk about so many things. So I can say the reach have been nationwide and it's, it's still ongoing, it's still an ongoing process. And I believe that with, with a foundation with laid on ground, a lot of nurses have taken up the mantra, mantra and they are really, really doing a lot to spread the message. Not only in Nigeria, in Africa, we also have a lot of nurses that are taking up that responsibility to use the media to change the image of nursing and the uh, portrayal of nurses in the media. That's incredible impact, Josiah. It really is. And are you still doing this full-time or do you see, also still see patients? Okay. Now, that, that, brings us to, that brings us to where I am presently. Over the last 20 years of my profession, now 22 years, let me say that, it's been 22 years now I've been practicing as a nurse. I've practiced in different specialty. I've practiced as a mental health nurse, sitting with mentally ill patients, which I'm still doing presently, partially. I've practiced in the general health setting, the surgical world and the medical world. I've practiced in the community, you know, health education, health advocacy in the community. And I've also did a lot of work working with nurses, leadership and management, nursing advocacy. But I can tell you that each time I sit down and look at my two and my career journey for two decades, I realized I was, I'm more happier. I'm more happier. I'm happier. I realized I'm happier working with nurses than working with patients. I I just very, I very just, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Just discovered that each time I spend the major part of my life I'm nursing patients, it's like I'm in a cage. It's like I'm a prison, I'm imprisoned. It's like I'm not living to my full potential. I'm not practicing to my full potential. But every time I work with nurses, I feel like I'm on, on, at, at a peak. I feel like I'm, I'm on top of the mountain. I feel like I'm, I'm in the sky. I open the sky, spreading my wings and flying. So I discovered that 
while many nurses have um, seen their profession as a patient-oriented profession, focusing on the patient, caring for the sick, which is awesome what nurses do at the bedside, I have discovered that that is not where my strength lies. I am an innovator. I am a solution provider. I'm not a task-oriented person. I'm a people-oriented person. Unfortunately, nursing in Africa has been formulated as a task-oriented profession. So I am not, I'm doubly enjoying my stay at a bedside because more, it is more about a task than the people. So I feel if I sit at a bedside and continue to complain, nothing will change. So I decided to step out of the bedside and begin to ask, how can we change the profession from a task-oriented profession to a people-oriented profession? And the only way we can do that is to invest in the professionalism side, is to transform the ability and the capacity of the profession. So presently, I would say I'm more of a career transformation coach for nurses, for healthcare professionals, trying to see how we can explore the journey of nursing professionals to help them to reach their full potentials, practice at the peak of their careers. And I am loving every single bit of it. So every time I compare what I do outside the bedside, which I still do anyway, to what I do, what I do is with, with every time I compare what I do at the bedside, which I still do anyways, with what I do outside the bedside, it's so much fun outside the clinical setting than yes. the fun of just staying within the four walls of the hospital and seeing now, the patient. Josiah, in my in my previous experience, I think some nurses still want to do be or in that task oriented profession. Do you feel with your current work that has changed? So there's some that want to be task oriented and others do not. Do you feel, I feel like the majority in my time wanted to be more task oriented, but I think that's changing. And is that what you're seeing? Yeah, um, a lot has changed about the nursing profession in Africa, for example. Um, so many things have changed, I must tell you. And um, what, what has changed in Africa is, let, let, let me just go down memory lane. While, while so many things are changing for us in Africa, and the task-oriented profession is gradually becoming something that people are not enjoying again, um, I think it has to do with the healthcare system in Africa. On April 27, 2001, over 20 years ago, African governments sat together, they made an historic pledge to allocate 15% of every country's budget to the health sector. That was, an, that was a unanimous um, vow, and that was um, taken by many African gov- governments then. Now, it's been two decades, and that public pronouncement of devoting so much budget to the healthcare has been nothing but lip service. Now, there has been so much economic crisis, debt owed by African governments, so much that the healthcare system had suffered too much for it. It has sunk into so much quagmire of political corruption, forcing drastic reduction on the investments in healthcare professionals. And so if you look at everything that's happening in Africa, from Western Africa to Eastern Africa to Southern Africa to Central Africa, Ghana, Syria, Cameroon, Liberia, Kenya, Zimbabwe, Zambia, 
Uganda, Botswana, South Africa, Lesotho, Tanzania. Talk about all the African countries. There's only one problem that we're facing. There is no investment in healthcare professionals, especially nurses. And so it means some of our nurses have been working for over two decades in some of the inhuman work conditions that anyone can think of. And the pandemic came and made everything worse. So people who were supposed to be saving lives as we speak are the ones needing their lives to be saved. And so we can come back to that profession where you have to do a lot of tasks, you have to carry out a lot of um, responsibilities trying to care for the patient. You can understand that these nurses have been emotionally and psychologically and physically drained over the years that they are now tired of the task. And that is why many people are now gravitating toward practice where they do less tasks, but they do more of human leadership and management, um, coordinating the hospital, coordinating the words. And that is why many nurses are leaving Africa in drums because they cannot get that kind of opportunity because the profession in Africa is too much task-oriented and nothing is being done to make the job easier. No infrastructure, no instruments. So you can understand that African nurses are now more uh, people-oriented in their um, ideology, in, their, in, the, in, the, in the way the direction of their profession is going. And that is changing so much with global opportunities opening up for African nurses. And they're leaving Africa where there's a disadvantaged environment for practicing. And they're coming to Western world where the tasks are reduced, but they have to do more intellectual work. They have to do more critical thinking. They have to do more decision making. They have to do more leadership and management of the um, subordinates, like um, AK assistants and stuff like that. And they are beginning to bring out, it's beginning to bring out the best, the potential, the huge potential in them. Not only that, nurses are now gravitating towards innovation, which I think is a big one for me as a person. It is. I think so too. And so talking about innovation, how did you how did you come to know about Sanciel? Yeah, so that that's that takes back to my time when I graduated from nursing school. It was a very, very um, tough one for me at the early stage of my career. When I get, got out of nursing school, I asked the question, what kind of future do you want to be for yourself, Josiah? What kind, of, what kind of nurse do you want to be in the future? I was really dissatisfied with the limitations encountered by the older generation of nurses because there was a traditional practice, a, a, a monotonous career pathway, get into school, graduate from school, go to the bedside, or go to the university to teach or maybe probably be a nurse administrator. Only three pathways, career pathways in nursing. And uh, like I said, those at the bedside were too task-oriented for my liking. And because I'm a person-oriented, I love, I love solving, solving the problems of people rather than carrying out tasks. So I, I, I was consumed with an unquenchable passion and burning zeal to explore the world outside the stereotyped career pathways that were existing during my time. I wanted to spread my wings and fly, but I didn't know how to do it. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I looked around my country. I couldn't find anyone who was doing exactly what I wanted to do. And what is that? Doing something entirely different from the traditional career pathways. Bringing innovation to the, to the table. Bringing ideas, creativity into nothing. I looked around and I couldn't find any. So 
that was a big one for me. So I had to step outside my country, step outside Africa, and begin to look for mentors and people who are doing things differently from the traditional way of doing things. I was searching the internet. I was, you know, searching every way for knowledge, for mentors, for coaches, for role models. And one day, one day, after a long search that lasted over 15 years, I stumbled on a YouTube video. It was a TED Talk by Rebecca Love. And the words were like, like a thunderbolt. Rebecca ended, his, ended our uh, uh, TED Talk saying, I am a nurse. I am a nurse innovator. I am an entrepreneur. You know, and I was like, this is it. This is what I've been looking for. Nursing innovation is the answer. I, I have been a nurse innovator without knowing that I was actually innovating. 2015, 2016, 2018, we were inventing media innovations, we were solving problems, but we didn't know we were nurse innovators until I stumbled on the third video, third talk of Rebecca Love. And that was the first time I stumbled on that word as a real globally used, globally acceptable word, nursing innovation. No spinnership, no innovators, and that was how it caught fire with me. So I followed up with Rebecca, and then she introduced me to Sunsail. I became a member of Sunsail, and since the day I joined Sunsail, my life has never been the same again. It's been a roller coaster journey. That's great. <laughs> and have you attended the hackathons from Sunsail? Oh, the hackathon actually changed a trajectory for my career journey, I must say. So after following up with Sunsail, and I learned a lot about most innovation, I began to, uh, you know, bring in what I was learning to what we were doing. And I realized that we were just having ideas. We didn't have a framework. We were not having, we were not really, really um, grind, grounded in a field of most innovation. So when the opportunity of the Akaton came, I was so excited about it that I, I, I applied for the Akaton. I, I joined the Akaton and um, during the Akaton, I... I I thought we had a group of nurses from Africa that did so well trying to coordinate and, you know, communicate their, their plans, their dreams, their aspirations. But I thought because we're just beginning in the field of nursing innovation, we didn't do quite so well until I think someone called me and said, Josiah, did you know that after your team's presentation, the judges gave you all a standing ovation? ovation? I said, what? She said, yes. You guys were at a future of nursing innovation in Africa. And that was when I knew that we were in for something big. So after that, the big opportunity came and I got a scholarship to the Drexel University for the um, nursing innovation scholarship program, uh, which I graduated from and um, came back to Africa, looked at what we, we developed, look at where we were coming from. And I can tell you that that particular scholarship changed the story for me. What we are doing now is massive, EM. What we are doing for African nurses is phenomenal, it's transformational, it's unprecedented, it's epoch-making. And the only reason why we're able to get from that level of struggling with nursing innovation to now get to that point of breaking boundaries within the African healthcare system is because I was exposed to opportunities, global opportunities through Sunsail. I was exposed to global opportunities through the scholarship. And so presently, we are changing the future of nursing in Africa through nursing innovation and digital technology. 
I know you're just giving me chills because I, I sort of went through the same journey, especially around innovation, especially I was an innovator, but really didn't know that that's what I was doing. And that's been my passion as well. So I heard you say things that you, you have accomplished already is amazing. So changing their narrative and educating others about what nurses do. And then I loved what you said. If you're not invited to the table, then create it. Is there yeah. anything else, Josiah, today that you would like to leave the audience with? Yeah, uh, I would like to, to leave the audience with a message. And the message is, without nurses, the healthcare system of any country in the world would be in shambles. Nurses are the backbone of healthcare. Nurses are the upbeats of healthcare systems around the world. Lovely innovations like the universal air coverage, the sustainable development goals, being driven by global world health leaders would be a mirage if nurses are not well invested in, empowered and inspired. So there is a need for everyone out there to begin to understand that whatever brilliant idea, no matter how much brilliant the ideas are, no matter how much attractive the ideas are, if nurses are not allowed to drive them, if nurses are not empowered and well invested in to be at the forefront of these brilliant ideas, global ideas, it will not work. We tried it for almost maybe over 10 years now, trying to drive universal air coverage, sustainable development goals. But the human resource for health is still a, there's still a big gap. So we're coming back to the nurses. And it means that the nursing profession has a huge potential that is left untapped. So I want to tell everyone out there, whether you're a policy leader, whether you're a decision maker, whether you're a government official, a politician, a global health leader, without involving nurses, without investing in nurses, the healthcare system will not flourish. So it, what, what I can tell people is just let's drive more investments, especially in Africa. Let's drive more investments, nurses and midwives, because they are the future of healthcare in Africa and the rest of the world. I so agree. And I loved everything you're saying today, Josiah. Thank you for joining me with Sanciel's podcast. It's amazing. Thank you, EM, for inviting me. It's an honor to be on Sunset Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Sanciel Podcast. If today's podcast inspired you, we invite you to join our tribe or support our mission by visiting us at sanciel.org. That's S-O-N-S-I-E-L.org. Thank you.